Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. I begin in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the most beneficent, the most merciful. Walhamdulillah, all praise and thanks be to Allah. Wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah. And, our, and peace and blessings and salutations on our master, the messenger of Allah, the last and final of them, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. My dear friends, Islam means to submit. We Muslims joyfully submit our will to the will of Allah because we know that He created us, loves us, and knows what is best for us. We know Him, we love Him, we trust Him, and so we obey Him. Peace, which is how the word Islam is commonly translated, is the result of submission because peace is a result. The word Islam means to submit. Peace is not a cause. If you want a result, you must address its cause. The cause of peace is justice. When justice is established, it results in peace. Justice is to submit our will to the will of our Creator. The result is peace, harmony, prosperity and friendship. Until justice is established, any apparent peace is only a recess between wars. Ramadan comes to refresh the spirit of submission. Ramadan comes to reboot our faith as Muslims and renew our pledge to live a life of obedience. To fast is to stay away. Fasting is not only about controlling physical desires, but about controlling emotions, speech and behavior. It is as much gatekeeping about what goes into the mouth as it is about what comes out of it. Not only no food, no drink and know what the birds and bees do, but no lying, cheating, backbiting, slander, spying, tail carrying, cursing, profanity and similar things which have become so common among us. As someone said to me when I spoke about the prohibition of backbiting, they said, shucks, there goes my social life. Obeying Allah and denying ourselves things which are permissible or halal reinforces the spirit of Islam by submitting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and reminds us to always, always, always obey Him and leave everything that He prohibited. If we leave that which is permitted because He said so, how about that which He prohibited? You should always be kind to Muslims, but particularly in Ramadan because no food, no drink and no birds and bees deserves kindness. The best way to find out about Ramadan is to have a Muslim friend and get them to invite you to their mosque and home. Now, please allow me to speak about something deeper and more fundamental about Ramadan, which I hope will interest you and which I hope we can work together on. Today's biggest problem globally is self-worship, worship of the self. We seem to have convinced ourselves that we are the most incredibly important, insanely interesting, the coolest, the sexiest, the most lovable and the most powerful creatures that ever walked to the cemetery 
with divine right to exploit everyone and everything else. We forgot the difference between trusteeship and exploitation. We have convinced ourselves that the only criterion of right and wrong, good and evil, is whether we like something or not. If we like something, it must be good, no matter how it affects anyone else. The biggest casualty in this is kindness and compassion, which is all about somebody else. In an increasingly connected world, this is lethal. That's what life is, isn't it? A walk to the cemetery during which we get a chance to leave behind markers of our passing. We get to choose those markers. So I ask myself, what do I want to be remembered for? I say to you that I want to be remembered as a bridge builder. Bridges help people to meet and know one another. Out of that, I hope, will come appreciation instead of mere tolerance. Are you with me? Can we build bridges together? Reconnecting with our Creator is critical because our uncaring way of living is the cause of global warming, endless wars, visiting misery on the innocent while the perpetrators get wealthier, the collapse of relationships and our race towards species extinction. Our species. When profit is the only motive, the only value, then war is the result because war gives the highest ROI, highest return on investment of any business. Wars happen because wars make the highest profit. It is that simple. All the rest is fluff. What do you call our global society where we spend more on dealing death than we spend on healthcare, medical research, education, space exploration combined? Not just more as a percentage, but as multipliers and multiples of the other. And yet we say we want peace. The greatest irony of our times is that all our knowledge of what is good for the earth and its inhabitants doesn't seem to be able to prevent us from destroying ourselves. The reason is not a deficit of information, but a surplus of greed. No wonder that the two effects of COVID were the number of deaths and the meteoric increase in the wealth of the top 1%. The pandemic of our times is not COVID, but mental illness, isolation, loneliness, depression, despair and suicide. We must work to cure this because it is not a sign of health to be profoundly adjusted to a sick society. Across nations and cultures, we are facing a loss of values, which is worse than a clash of values. A loss of morality, which is because immorality is worse than immorality. The belief that profit is the sole objective of life and an education system that supports and reinforces all this. We seem to believe that if we have enough money and have enough technology, all our problems will be solved. They won't. And that is why we teach technology and tools with almost no focus on the hand that wields that tool. We have forgotten that all technology and tools are value neutral. Whether they help or harm depends on the people who use them. The decisions of those people depend on their values and ethics and morals. But value education is not part of any curriculum, syllabus or class timetable in school or college, is it? Having said that, 
Values, ethics and morals must be taught in the home, imbibed with mother's milk as it were. But does this happen in our homes? Do we demonstrate ethics and morals and values in our daily lives, in our homes and abroad? We forgot that children listen with their eyes. They don't care what you say until they see what you do. Do parents have conversations about values, ethics and morals with their children? Or should I rephrase that by saying, do parents have conversations with their children? We are paying the price, but we seem not to want to open our eyes and face it. As they say, you can give sight to the blind, but not to the blindfolded, because to remain blindfolded is a choice. There are two quotes of Frederick Bastiat, the author of the book, The Law, which I consider to be required reading for everyone, which sum up the state of our society today, globally. The first one is, when plunder becomes a way of life for a group of men in a society, over the course of time, they create for themselves a legal system that authorizes it and a moral code that glorifies it. He said when plunder becomes a way of life for a group of men in a society, over the course of time, they create for themselves a legal system that authorizes it and a moral code that glorifies it. And the second quote is, when law and morality contradict each other, the citizen has the cruel alternative of either losing his moral sense or losing his respect for the law. Ramadan is a behavior change boot camp to help us to revamp our lives, to make them a source of blessing for all those we touch. This can happen if we become muttaqoon, God conscious, conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our lives. Ramadan is that opportunity. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu kutiba alaykum usiyamu kama kutiba ala alladhina min qablikum la'allakum tattaqoon. He said, O oh, you who believe, fasting is prescribed for you as it was prescribed for those before you that you may become al-muttaqoon, people who are God conscious. Before you refers to the Jewish and Christian brothers and sisters and the two faiths. Taqwa is a state where the person loves Allah more than anyone and anything else and makes every decision based on whether it pleases Allah or not. What pleases Allah is what is most beneficial for his creatures and that is the secret to becoming a source of blessing for to all those we touch. This is the opposite of the dominant culture of self-worship. Fasting reinforces submission and obedience to build our connection with Allah because success in life is all about having the right connections. I remind myself to factor Allah into the equation because He is in it anyway. Fasting reminds us that one day we will account to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for what we did or chose not to do, and therefore to live with that awareness of accountability to the one from whom nothing is hidden. Fasting is the ultimate trust call. While fasting, I can cheat, but I don't because I love Allah and I want to please Him. Awareness of accountability is the most powerful tool to ensure that we live happy, productive and beneficial lives. Ramadan is an opportunity to help us to revamp our priorities and change our behavior to become more ethical, moral and kind. Fasting reminds us to repent and seek forgiveness from our Creator and be assured of His reward in this life and the hereafter. In conclusion, I want to give you a gift. The gift of my motto in life. And my motto is, I will not allow 
what is not in my control to prevent me from doing what is in my control. And I repeat, I will not allow what is not in my control to prevent me from doing what is in my control. I pray for guidance, for protection from sin and evil, that which we know and that which we don't know. I pray for relief from pain and sickness and death and suffering and hardship for all people in the world. I pray for justice and mercy and forgiveness. I pray for friendship, understanding and love. And above all, I pray for compassion. Thank you.